Hello, good evening everyone, welcome to uh, the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast. This is for Rangers fans, and it's by Rangers fans, I believe you, believe you me. Uh, although I do have to start with a confession. Confession is good for the soul, I'm, I'm told. So last night, I didn't give as much of a chance, and so shame on me for that. My confidence was low, but uh, Philip, come on, and the boys just uh, proved me wrong and just taught me a wee lesson, you know, which, as Big Marv says, keep believing. So starting with some housekeeping tonight, we're going to uh, we've now as on the banners just says you can we are now available on Patreon. So the details are in the description. But if you now get yourselves along there and sign up for an incredible value of one pound a month, you'll get a daily shows, daily news update, and uh, the usual Thursday Sunday with us guys, Premier League shows, blah blah blah. All the details are there. So do yourselves a favour, sign up and help us out. <clears throat> So it's uh, without further ado, you know, we've got much to uh, be getting on with here. And, and I could hardly sleep last night with the excitement, to be honest. But uh, our man on the continent, Mr. David Tomlinson. David, welcome. How are you? Did you enjoy it last night? How was that for you? Um, I think it was quite near heart attack uh, pace, uh, Dave. Uh, I was up and out in my seat quite a few times uh, yesterday. And I'm, I'm sure we'll get round to some of the moments that uh, I got up and out of my seat. My wife actually told me quite a few times to watch my heart. So <laughs> that was uh, that was a way. But at the end up, all was well. But see, watching the clock, the last 10 minutes, oh, you can't, and it's like a magnet, isn't it, that clock? You don't you don't want to look at it, but you just keep looking at it. It's, it's just got a magnet. So that was it. But we got there, thankfully. Smashing. Hey, so from our man in the continent to our man inside the Arctic Circle, Bill, how, how's it going up there? Absolutely brand new, Dave. Very windy tonight. Um, I'm still sort of recovering from last night. It was about a late one. Uh, just absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, you know, couldn't, couldn't fault the team or the effort. And to a man, fantastic. Uh, I fear is that we may have been overshadowed this week, though, by... Uh, a tremendous result another team got in a dead rubber game at home to Feyenoord, which, um, if you believe them, is the best result anybody's ever had in Europe, ever. But uh, I'm still proud of what we achieved. Well, I don't believe them, so can we just get that one nailed? <laughs> but listen, one other wee observation from last night's games, because I, I watched it in what's now TNT. I thought that was Dynamite or something, but apparently it's a TV channel now. So I did have a look at the Aberdeen and the Eintracht Frankfurt game, and the way what what caught my eye because I, and I don't really know why was that when it panned to the the Eintracht Frankfurt away support, I think there was about two hundred of them, and then when we we got to the Rangers game, you know, and the Rangers support, which is inside the Benito Villa Marine Stadium, and and. In Seville, there has to have been thousands. You know, this. I mean, the ticket allocation we got, I think, it was two and a half thousand. But clearly, there was lots more Rangers fans in that stadium than the two and a half thousand tickets, because you could see at the end when they when they were left pretty much on their own for the for the sash bash that uh, there was a lot more than two and a half thousand of them. <laughs> and that just for me, just it was that, that a comparison with those two clubs because they were telling us last year that. You know, Eintracht Frankfurt, they're a big club, traditional club, great support. And I think that we, uh, comparison last night just showed you who's the bigger club of those two. It was uh, the, Rangers, the Rangers away fans last night were magnificent, I would have to say. Absolutely superb. But getting straight on to it, you know, we're starting 11, which uh, I think we were down to the bare bones. Uh, and I'll just run through it before getting your thoughts on it. Dave, so we had Butland. Tav, Goldson, Davis and Borna as a back four. Lundstrom, Sifuentes and Lammers as a midfield three. And McCausland, Dessers and Seam up front. I mean, a, a straightforward 4-3-3. Something you, you don't often see. But uh, what was your... I mean, we, I don't think we'd had many options last night. So for me, anyway, the team wasn't that, that surprising. What, what was your own thoughts? No, I think it was... Uh, I think it was a way that was... <laughs> had to go, really. There wasn't much... Uh... There wasn't much um, other options, as you say. Maybe Sterling could have come in, but uh, right, right at the start. But 
I mean, that was it. it, it a, a lot of young boys just on the yeah. on the bench uh, to to fill up the the places. I think so. No, it just uh, I, 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 it was what I thought it would be. To be honest with you, the other one was was whether he would start Roof or Dessers from the beginning. It, it could have went well for Roof, I suppose, but I, I thought with the just coming back from the injury and knowing what happened, had a few minutes already. I thought he would go with Dessers. Well, what was your t- take on the team? I mean, I thought it was pretty much. Uh, I think we, we had so few options. We, we could, you, anyone could have named nine out of the eleven. I mean, as Dave says, I think there was a, a chance that uh, Sterling could have played in midfield. There was also a chance that Ruth been up front, but I think <clears throat> the team that he went with was probably the most obvious. Yeah, I think what you said is right. Nine out of the eleven, at least. Um, the some of the the questions for me, like you, I was sort of thinking, will it be Dessers or Ruth? But I was fairly confident it would play Dessers. I did wonder if we would maybe see Sterling in the midfield rather than Sifuentes, but that was fine, and I thought Sifuentes was okay. Um, I was reluctant. I I did have a feeling he would start Lammers, or I was almost certain he would start Lammers, and I wasn't really keen to see that. But who else were we going to play there? You know with uh, Cantwell being unavailable, which was a real shame. So, no, no real surprises in the, the starting 11 for me. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think I'm continually surprised that Lammers started because I think he could have had Sterling in there from, from the outset. But <clears throat> you would have to say, we, we went into this game knowing that the victory would was was the only result which would uh, which would guarantee us you know, winning the group. So, uh, <clears throat> As I said at the start, you know, my confidence was wasn't all it should have been. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But I mean, we uh, we started off quite well. I mean, I, a, here's another wee observation. I I just love Rangers playing in that all blue strip in Europe. I don't know what it is. It just seems to uh, <clears throat> it just seems it's a, it's a European night when Rangers playing all blue. So <clears throat> I don't know. But <clears throat> we only had to wait ten minutes for the first goal and. Uh, McCausland and Dessers both had a hand. I think Dessers probably inadvertently. But uh, <clears throat> Dave, how good was that when we uh, we managed to get the first one, get off the mark with the first goal? Well, it all started off really with a, a bad kick out by the keeper, didn't it? And then Tavernier had a lovely header to McCausland. Yeah. That was that was a brilliant ball from, from Tavernier to McCausland. And McCausland just keep, kept running, running. The, the, the Real player tr- tried to get him, but he didn't. And then he, he put the ball into Dessers. <laughs> and now we're going to talk. Did Dessers mean to pass to Sima, or was it, again, sort of falling over his own feet and the ball luckily went to to uh, to Sima? I think we'll do answers on a postcard to that one, Dave. But, um Seema done exactly what he done a few weeks ago, didn't he? he just took the ball off uh, off his off the get off uh, Dessers' foot really, and and wrapped it right into the net. Keeper no chance. So brilliant goal at that time, and it was actually at a time that they were sort of a, just getting a bit of a foothold in the game, and it knocked them. I think it knocked the the out for about a minute, a minute and a half. But uh, no, a great goal, and uh, the move was absolutely brilliant. As I say, the header from Tavernier on to McCausland, and McCausland's ball went to, to was, was brilliant. Well, uh, my observation from that goal was that it wasn't unlike a goal that we scored recently, and I think it may have who was it against Ibrox, where Sima mm-hmm. Cantwell who kind of kind of taken a, a couple of touches in the box and and ended up. Uh, almost colliding with Seema, but Seema just did what he did last night, says, right, I don't know what your intentions are, but mine's to score. And just leathered it right in the bottom corner. I mean, that you've got to get, I, I just, the more I see this boy, the more I love him. And even with his defensive qualities last night, the guy is, uh, he's a machine. He's a machine. I, I, I just love the guy to bits. But, um, I mean, that was, uh, getting off to the, the start that we did, I think it kind of, I was hoping that we would have a bigger impact in them because they had obviously started quite lively. They were pinging the ball about. Uh, and But then we, we go ahead, take the leads, but they come straight back Dave, at us. Can I, can I say one thing in that? Just to, to see what Clement wants to do now is get Ross McCausland sat down 
and watch a, a, a film, a video film of Seema. Yeah. Because that's the way he should play. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I agree with you, Dave. Yeah. But, Bill, I mean, what, what was your take on the goal? Who's uh, How good is this boy, Seema? Oh, fantastic. It reminded me of, actually, a goal that Scott Arfield scored against uh, the other mob. I think it was in the Scottish Cup semi-final a couple of seasons ago at Hampton. Uh, the reason that goal that day is memorable for me, I was driving length of Scotland that day, actually. Um, and I ended up watching that game on my phone in the Tesco car park in Thurso. <laughs> and uh, I think Celtic went ahead. And then Arfield put in that goal and then we beat them in extra time. And I remember jumping about inside my car like a dafty. Uh, but I takes the ball off uh, Dessers' toe. I, I actually thought Dessers looked as if he was going to fall backwards uh, and, you know, clatter into the defender, but somehow manages to bungle it across to Sima. Uh, and, you know, Sima just uh, leathers it into the net. It's a fantastic finish. Um, but, yeah, as, as you were then saying, you know, it's <laughs> Batiste, you, you think they're going to be rattled for a wee minute, but... My God, they, they came forward and, and really they, they got the goal and then really had to go at us as well after that. Well, just staying with yourself, I mean, our, our lead lasted four minutes, but I I think, I don't know whether it, it, it was true or not, but I think uh, they may have targeted, you know, our right-hand side because they everything seemed to be coming down to our side. I don't know whether <clears throat> that was a, a deliberate tactic on their behalf or it was just the way things fell for them. But they certainly, you know, they had a, the one which uh, flashed across our goal, and then you know, only four minutes after we uh, have opened the scoring, they equalise. When you would have to say it was actually quite a nice goal, I and mean, that boy <clears throat> lasered it into into the bottom corner. Yeah, um, it was a fantastic goal, great piece of work, and some fantastic one-touch football. I think what's happened, McCausland has watch the ball instead of his man, just for a split second, and then kind of recover in time. And uh, there was a few instances, in, especially in the first half, I think, before Sterling came on, we'll talk about that later, I suppose, but there was a few instances of that last night when McCausland not picking up his man and not going with him. And you wonder how much, you know, Betis were actually targeting in the right-hand side. Uh, and I'm not sure the extent to which McCausland's instructions were. Track your man. Seema was certainly doing it the other side, as, as Davy said. You know, it's, and I, it's one of the things I really like about Seema is that he does do all of that hard work in terms of tracking back. But I don't know to what extent the, the instruction McCausland got to track back. And there were a few folk during the during the match kind of thing um, on threads and stuff having a go at Tav. We're not picking up players at wide, but it's not really clear, and it never is. You know, we don't know what instructions the managers given the players. Was Tav expected McCausland to pick a man up? Was McCausland expected to pick a man up? You, you don't really know, but certainly for their goal, I felt as if McCausland was following that boy and uh, has just just turned away, just watched the ball for a split second. The boys made his run. McCausland kind of get back in time. You can't take anything away from that finish, though. Um, I mean, the no. three passes. And they absolutely cut us open and he rifles it in the bottom corner. Um, Butland was close to getting it, but it was just absolutely, almost unstoppable, I would say. Really fantastic finish. But it's just disappointing, you know. We've, we've seen us do that before, where we get a goal and we think, oh, this is going to be great. And then two, three minutes later, they score. And in that game last night, you know, um, they, they then went on to put us really under the cosh for about four or five minutes after their goal. Uh, absolutely. And and I think that Dave's point is is absolutely a, a very valid one, is that the McCausland could just watch SEMA and show exactly what, what can be done in terms of providing cover for your, the fullback on, on your side of the pitch, because I think SEMA's provided the, the, the example which uh, McCausland should be following in, in terms of protecting the fullback because uh, he's just a uh, different gravy, that Seema boy, because he just mm. lost causes going forward, the energy that he puts in it. and he, You're beginning to tell I'm a, a bit of a fanboy of, of Seema. I think the boy is uh, an absolute star. It's quite apart from, you know, not apart from the goals that he scores, but 
But anyway, we get to 20 minutes, Dave, and things you thought you'd never see when uh, Sifuentes pings it, you know, down the, our, our left-hand side uh, into the path of one Cyril Dessers and uh, he proves me wrong again. So what was your take on that? Was I think... Uh, was it Derek McInnes last night says it was it was a touch but touch of Archie Gamble in this goal? Yeah, that's 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 right. <laughs> Again, it was a, a throw in to us, I think. Barisic took the throw in, threw it to, to Sifuentes. And Sifuentes actually started into the middle of the park and then sort of a reversed the ball down the line uh to Dessers. And uh and, and in fact no, I think Dessers Dessers headed, headed the ball to to uh Sifuentes. yeah. And uh, and and then uh, he, he obviously kept running down the line and Sifuentes sent him the ball back out again. And he moved in and you think, well, what's he gonna do here? Is there MD in the middle? There's a and well, I'm looking for who's in the middle and thought no, not many in the middle, so what's he gonna do here? And then he, he sitting just sidesteps it to the side. And the two players, I think, got on each other's road, and uh, one of them fell down, and they just sort of a danced round them. And you're thinking, okay, he's missed about forty since he's come to Rangers with this. What's he going to do now? And then he just nicely puts the ball. Down. I mean, I think he meant to put the ball through his legs. I don't think that was that was per chance. I think that was really meant to, to happen. And the ball went into into the net and. Uh, yeah, again, so all the drinks I think went up in the air, and uh, <laughs> we just couldn't, couldn't couldn't start believing here. What, what the heck's happening here? And uh, well, somebody I, I seen, seen in a comment somewhere, David, is who the heck's wearing Dessert strip? <laughs> <laughs> Phone the police. There's an imposter on the bridge. <laughs> no, listen, I thought that the when he cuttings, he chopped inside. And he didn't take it with his left. He just readjusted to, to be able to play it with his right. And he had the, he had the time and the composure to do that. And as you say, you know, if if just uh, play it low under the keeper and uh, it, it went across the line, obviously took a wee deflection off the keeper, which uh, diverted it slightly. But it, I thought it was a very uh, calm finish. In fact, it's so calm that I'm... <laughs> As you say, I think maybe there was an imposter on the pitch. We need to do a, a blood test or something to make sure this is the same guy, because uh, I wasn't expecting that. But I, that I was off the seat at that point. That was uh, the decibels were certainly uh, up in my living room. It was uh, fantastic to see. I mean, Bill. I mean, is is are we just being too hard on Cyril Dessers? Is is there a player in there? We just need to be a bit more patient. I think there probably is a player in there. I think. Uh... It's really difficult. I mean, three or four weeks ago, uh, on one of the Sunday night shows, you described Cyril Dessers as a lump of wood, and I nodded my head in agreement with you. Uh, that's probably a bit harsh. Let's let's be honest. Um, is he the answer for Rangers? I'm still no sure. But you know, he has he has shown some quality, and actually, in terms of his numbers, he's got two goals and two assists in the last three games. He's got seven goals, I think, this season. Which is not a bad return, especially as a lot of his recent appearances have been off the bench. Um, you know, so you can't downplay that. I think that is a good return. Um, but I mean, that last night, that was, that was just sensational. And, you know, taking the ball for a run, chopping back, sending the defender onto his arse, and the defender just sits there as this is nutmegs the keeper. And you can actually see that he means to nutmeg the keeper. That's, that's the beauty of it, you know. It's just unbelievable. Um, so I uh, just absolutely fantastic. So yeah, I think there is a player in there. I just I don't know that he is suited to Rangers and the style of play of Rangers and the way of playing in the Scottish League and all of that. Uh, time will maybe tell. I don't know. During December, I mean, the number nine jersey, so to speak, is his now. So you know, Danilo is going to be out for several months, and I don't think Ruth is Ruth is nearly fit enough yet to be. And a sort of starting berth every week, and even if he is right now, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Kamal Roof. So, I, th I think at least the next month, and that's still a good number of games, I think it's, it's going to be Dessers up top. So, it's up to him to show what he can do. 
if he can, you know, bang in a few goals and actually start to look the part, then yeah, I, I think you know he's, he's, he probably can cut it at Rangers, but time will tell. And uh, I just it was bizarre last night, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody's expected that. And like in our group chat, I think somebody was on about, you know. Uh, I'm hallucinating. It feels like I've taken a bad achy or something like that because you just couldn't believe what was happening in the, the melee of that game. 18 minutes in, it had been totally empty end, and we were 2 1 up. And Cyril Dessas had scored one of the goals of the season, in my opinion. Uh, it was just totally unbelievable, totally out of the blue. But, you know, so, so grateful to the guy and so pleased for him to have got that goal last night. Yeah, I think when he collected the ball, he was still some way from goal. And, you know, and only yards from the touchline, you know. So the, when Sif Wentis passed it through to him, he had a lot to do. And uh, it never, and I, I mean, keep believing, keep believing. I, I, I need to uh, just keep reminding myself of that one because when I, 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 the least, I didn't expect him to, I mean, I thought he'd have played it somewhere, you know, but he just, as you say, cut and took the two defenders on. The wee chop inside, as you say, put him in the defender on its ass. He collided with someone else, and now he's cleaning in goal. And he had the composure just to slide it under the. Goal. Oh. I was like, that was a. I think, I don't know, it was a delight or surprise, which when I let out the scream, <laughs> but it was fantastic. Dave, come back to you. Seventeen minutes, we held the lead this time, which was an improvement on four. But uh, once again, you know that their Cisco that boy that they had from Real Madrid. We we had two chances to... uh, Sifuentes knocks this into the air, which I thought was just like a rash touch. But the ball gets knocked forward. Ben Davis tries to chase it down, gets robbed of the ball. They're clean through the centre of it. Guy passes it to the left, and and this was a finish, by the way, because that that was inches inside the post. He couldn't have placed it better than that if he went over and put it in with his hands. It was uh, such a cranking finishing because Jack Butland had a right good go at it, but it curled right in. I mean, at that point, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, just get to half-time, 37 minutes, we're back to two each, and this game's just getting crazier by the moment. I mean, did you you think uh, Davis and Tav had some question marks over them for, for that goal? Well, actually, it all started that we should have had a foul and the ball broke and the referee waved advantage. And it probably ended up to a disadvantage because the ball the ball broke and Sifuentes, uh, I think, he put, he put it up high in the air. He just uh, yeah, I don't know what that was about, but uh, it was a very, very strange way to hit the ball. And, and, and anyway, and... Then Davies made the wrong decision, didn't he? Uh, Davies should have should have uh, headed the ball away as far as he could. That's all the same. Just put your head through. Yeah, that's it. Clear your, clear your lines. And, mm. But he decided to take it in his chest. Unfortunately, the ball got away from him. And they picked it up. That, and I, I, I was watching another pod to, yes, today, this afternoon. And they said that a Rangers player, I won't go into that yet. A Rangers player was man of the match. No, that 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 number twenty two for uh, or it was the best player in the park. So that they that's the way they say that that number twenty two was the best player in the park. He was absolutely brilliant. He, he just the whole game. He, he, he just the, the 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 pace of it and the, what what they were doing. Uh, a fantastic player. But we weathered that storm. We, I think we actually got on top of him a wee bit in this second half. But I suppose we'll be getting on to that. Um, yeah. Dave, I'm sorry, Dave, I'm coming in there. I think you're right. I think he started to look a wee bit leggy, and we robbed him a couple of times. Uh, Dijon yeah. Sterling, you know, what couple of 50 50 challenges and, and took the ball off him. So he's he's definitely, in my in my eyes, started mm-hmm. to fade out of it a wee touch. He just didn't have the yeah. the energy to, to get his bout as, as he was in the first half because, as you said, he was looking uh, quite a player at that point, pinging it about, retaining possession. He just uh, looked a cut above, and but I think he started to drift out of it, and he was a uh, he looked quite feel he was feeling quite sorry for himself when you know when the pictures at the end when he, we had just beaten three two and he's realised it's the conference league for me you know I went back to Real Madrid what's this conference league all about 
So well, no, but I think you're right. It was a. Uh, well, but I think it did. In terms of the goal, though, do you think you know for Tav not getting closer to his man there would be? Does he take any blame for that? I don't know why he was so tight. I think he's seen the player. There was a player in a sort of an offside position, and I think he got drawn to him. And sort of, I forgot that he, he, he was leaving a, a really, really big area. I mean, and, and on match of the day and all that, you see them drawing a square where uh, where players run into. And you know, there was a, there was just a massive square where where the, the, the boy that scored was standing. There was just nobody near him. And as you say, what a beautiful goal. Absolutely. First time as well. It didn't even take a touch. Just right into the corner of the net. It was absolutely brilliant. A lot of players would have would have watered that over the bar, Dave. You know, it's a, it's a, yeah, perfection. Yeah. I think the wee shot from behind the goal showed you just how accurately right. he placed that because it was. Yeah. I think it just bumped the inside of the post. He couldn't have placed any better than that. It was a, it was a superb finish. Jack Butland had absolutely no chance for that. But uh, two each at half time and uh, all to play for the second half. You're thinking, God, you know, if only we could have held out and. But uh, the second half, I think, Bill, coming back to you, I think we uh, we didn't start the second half brilliantly. I think we they'd come out with a wee uh, renewed purpose, and we were kind of riding our luck. And it was it was becoming a. I think that the air in my room was certainly was was getting a, certainly a bit colourful. The, the language was getting colourful. The air was getting But well, um, we, uh, we saw out. I, I I remember during the second half last night being, you know, real panic stations uh, for probably the majority of the second half up until we get the goal. But actually, I watched a lot of the second half back earlier on today, and I don't think it certainly wasn't as bad as the, the short spell in the first half where they really had us under the cosh. You know, in the second half, they did create some good opportunities. Um, and, you know, they obviously they got the... The handball goal, but you know, I, I think that spell in the first half was actually they were a lot more dominant. It only lasted a few minutes because we then got the second goal. But yeah, it wasn't like they were we were completely under the caution the second half. You know, we were. Uh, what was really frustrating though was that we were bringing a lot on ourselves. There was, we were, I suppose, we'll talk about Sam Lammers before the end of the show tonight. But there was a couple of occasions where, you know. Batiste were coming forward, pressing us, um, and we got the break of the ball in our box, played it forward. It came to Lammers, and rather than getting it up to Dessers or, you know, even just clearing it up into Batiste's half, he, he gave the ball to one of their players, and they were back on us again, you know, and that that was really frustrating. There was just that element of inviting the pressure on ourselves. Um, so I, I think though after we got the goal, which we'll talk about. Um, you know, I, I don't think we were in any danger after the third goal. I, I don't remember really being at panic stations after that goal went in. I was just really waiting for the game to finish. <laughs> Praying for the game to finish. I mean, I've, you've just reminded me, you know, that the first half, the wee flurry that they did, you know, it was uh, about four or five minutes when they just bombarded us and the boy rattled the underside of the bar. I was yeah. thinking, oh God, if we, can get, if we can get out of here, you know, and keep but down to single figures, I'll, I'll, I'll never be naughty again. <laughs> doing, doing a deal with the devil. But we anyway, in the second half, 65 minutes, Dave, we uh, had a couple of substitutions. We had uh, Matondo coming off for McCausland and Dessers making way for one Kemar Roof. Who he, I say, <laughs> who he? He'd probably have to, I'd have to check his number and check the team sheet to see who this guy is. But apparently it was Kemal Roof and he came on. And uh, what a finish. What a, what a cameo that was. I mean, he, he was kind of chasing himself. Might even manage to get himself booked. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't want Kemal Roof to tackle anyone. Because, well, first of all, he'll get himself booked. And worse than that, he'll get another injury. <laughs> like, Kemal, don't go near anyone. Just stay away from them. But the, we kept plugging away. We, we, we weathered the storm. And then towards the end of the game, as, as they st- their domination of the game started to uh, fade, we, it was then became you know a bit of ping pong because both teams need a win here. And but uh, we get the corner, 
and I must admit that I was absolutely delighted. I was off the seat at this point when uh, I, get, I mean, when that ball comes into the box, four touches, Rangers players get, get all four of them before a, a, a Real Betis player touches the ball. I mean, I thought, you know, that's that's the attitude that if Philip Clements installed that into them, then he's done some job so far. What was your take on this one, Dave? It was actually Rangers-esque, wasn't it? The goal, except it's normally the other way about. That we don't get a touch. Uh, the other team had about four touches before they put it in the air net. But when when Roof came on, I was I was expecting one of these massage tables to be stuck to his back. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's I was sort of looking. Is it, did he just come off the massage table, or is he, what's happening here? But, uh, no, he came on, and and he was actually very very mobile. I think he was he was putting himself about trying to get into tackles and uh, and won a few balls as well. But I think the big thing with the goal was Davies and that number twenty two is it Isco or something I think you call him. And he uh, Davies actually tackled him and took the ball off him. And there was uh, another player coming in, and he knew he was going to get walloped, but he just went in and, and won the ball. And then eventually, as you say, went out for a for a corner. And what do you think when when Connor Golson's got the ball? You just think he's going to batter that right across the front of the goal. But he doesn't. He, he, he picked out Matondo, which was was totally surprising to me. And then Matondo, I don't know what happened whether he slipped or but it fell on his backside. But he totally miskicked the ball. It hit one of their defenders. So they did touch it, Dave. They did touch it. it hit one of the defenders and went went to roof. And Roof uh, swivelled right round, sort of a, a Michael Moles turn, and uh, and whacked it into the net. And uh, oh, the keeper had no chance. And, and it wasn't only did he whack it, but he, he sort of hit it into the ground as well at the same time. And uh, now the keeper had virtually no chance. And then uh, again, all the drinks went up in the air, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was certainly up in the air, I can assure you that. Bill, I mean, Kemar yeah, Roof, what is this guy all about? Because if we could keep this guy fit, that I thought his finish was excellent. He anticipating the, the break of the ball and having the you know the wherewithal to swivel and just drive the ball across the line. And I, I must admit, and he's he's we uh, dance away from it, you know, as if you know, hey, oh, nothing to it, lads, you know. And I'm I'm thinking, Kemar, you're the most frustrated. I mean, I love him and I hate him because you know when he moments like this. But you hate him, you know, because he's he's so injury prone, and and we could get if we could get so more out of this guy, because the quality is there. That's the most frustrating thing. The quality is you could see from that finish, anticipating, you know, the ball breaking to him, back to goal, swivels round, Kemar does what Kemar, and just a, a quality finish, a just just a pure striker's goal. And McCoy was on the panel with, with the TNT, and that is just that's a, it's a classic Alan McCoy goal, isn't it? Just anticipating where the ball will land, and just knocking it over the line, and <clears throat> so fantastic. I mean, Kemar Roof, would, uh, does he feature on Sunday, Kemar? Uh, well, aye, it's a fantastic goal, and what he actually does is swivels fully 180 degrees to put that ball in the net because he's, you know, he's facing away for goal when the ball breaks to him, um, and just the, the turn, shoot, and just one one fluid movement. Um, it's that natural striker's instinct, and like you say, Davey, you know the, the qualities there. Way we riff, it really is. He's he's got everything in his locker, um, in terms of playing that centre forward position. So it's so frustrating that we kind of keep him fit. Do you know the worst thing about it? Right, see the corner, is we 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 got we won the corner, um, and I think Barisic it wasn't able to take it, and I sat in my chair muttering to myself, going, "Oh, we never bloody score for corners." Because I kind of remember the last time we scored for a corner. I honestly can't think of one that was recent. And then, See, what, what really? Goes... Oh, right enough. I had a bullet either. Well, I take it back. Um, but we don't do it that often. But when it, when it actually came in, what struck me is that I think it's Davies jumps and wins it in the air, possibly. Um, but it comes down in Goldson, as, as Davy was saying, Goldson's away on the edge of the six-yard box and picks the ball up. But if you look at what actually happened, East Coast starts off marking Goldson. But I think they're playing this zonal marking and Goldson just gets away. And you watch it in the post-match analysis, you see just how far 
Goldson gets away from the man that's supposed to be marking him, uh, and actually gets out there. And like Davy said, you know, just the, the composure to sort of send that back across the goal rather than just blasting at it or whatever. I, I think credit to Connor Goldson, you know, uh, for, for putting that back in. Matondo should probably do better, but yeah, that's, you're right, that's what yeah, I uh, you know, you can't take it into the roof. Does roof start on Saturday? Uh, or is it Sunday? Rather, probably not. No, I I think it'll be. Desser started last night. Did well, played all right. You know, got the goal. Did a couple of other nice things. I think it's his to lose that jersey. I think Roof will probably come off the bench at some stage, especially if we are needing a goal. But I do think it'll be Desser's from the start. I think Dave, what what's Big Phil saying there? The defender on the post didn't push out. I think that was an important part of that goal as well because it kept Roof on side because Roof was a, was about a few metres from the, the 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 goal line all the time virtually in that whole move and uh, that that guy is uh, is staying in the goal line that, that really helped us. Yeah, I, I, that crossed my mind. See when the ball got, it, it put the ball over the line, I was thinking is he offside because clearly he was quite close to the goal line. But uh, no, they didn't appeal for it, and uh, so as he runs away, I'm, that, that's uh, you know I'm 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 doing a, a dance through the living room <laughs> at this moment, you know, <laughs> because there's now only twelve minutes to go. But then it quite quickly dawns on me: there's twelve minutes to go, and <laughs> oh, here we go. And I must admit that the last ten minutes was absolute torture. And what I, what I did do was I so the twelve minutes being gone, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, we get over the line. I actually rewound it to Rangers third goal and watched before I watched any of the, the kind of post match comments. I watched the last twelve minutes again, and and I'm and I'm, while I'm pacing the floor like a caged tiger, of course. And then when I watch it again, I'm thinking, what's the problem here? You know, but 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 during, when it was live, you know. I'm uh, I'm sweating buckets here. <laughs> As you say, watching the clock, I'm willing it to go faster. But we uh, we eventually got there. Hey, what a win that was, though. And and <clears throat> it serves me right for Downton Rangers. And and my comment, my, my thoughts at the end of the match were, where did that come from? And I, I've got to give a big a big shout out to Philip Clamon because I don't know what he tells them before, or, or what he's telling them in training and in terms of you know, just believing because I think you know there there are range. We've recently put in performance so as we would have when they equalised the first time, we might have collapsed. When you equalised the second time, we might have collapsed. But we went on and got the third, and then saw out the last you know, well twelve minutes plus. I think it ended up five or six. So it was about eighteen minutes. You know, we ended up playing after we'd scored. And uh, when I watched it back, we didn't really seem in any danger. So I mean. I, it just seemed a lot more hectic while it was live, and I don't know the outcome, but when I watched it back, knowing the outcome, <laughs> which I suppose it immediately takes the pressure off you, but uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't too bad. I thought we were actually quite comfortable, except when Ravi Mutondo got the ball up and, and then he elected to shoot rather than run the ball to the corner. Right. We were now into time added on at that point. I must admit, I let it go at that point. He's rapid. He got an absolute fucking mouthful. So, but that was just. I think I'm putting that down to nerves on my part. But Bill, I mean, we we've seen lots of Rangers uh, results in Europe, which you know cracking. I mean, only a couple of years ago we saw some of some of our finest. Where, where does last night stand with that? Because uh, I was uh, I was proud of them last night. I it's up there, Dave. Um... You know, think about Dortmund away 4-2. Think about Leipzig. I mean, that, that was just phenomenal. But I, I, last night is definitely up there. You know, you think about those games and, like, when we were over in Dortmund, we had, I think, all were our, our first team, basically. You know, we had Morelos, we had Kent. Last night, we were really doing it to bare bones, you know. Like, the whole second half, we played a right-back in centre midfield. And he's, he's only ever played in centre midfield for half a game before. We played our second choice striker that you and I had both agreed three weeks ago was just a lump of wind. We we then brought on 
during the second half, the other striker who's played about five games in three years due to injury. You know, phenomenal, like, to manage to dig in and get that result. And do you know what? Yeah, we rode our luck at times. Uh, there's yeah. no doubt in that. But we dug in and the mentality got us over the line. Um, I, I don't know if anybody uh, on the show or any of you folks in the chat would have seen the alternative commentary yet. The, this guy, I don't know who does it, but somebody does alternative commentary on the Rangers highlights now when we're playing Europe. Uh, and it's somebody writes the script, but it's a computer generated voice. But um, he was saying things like, you know, the. The, the Batiste player has scored with his hand, and we all know that an outfield player can't handle the ball in the box unless his last name's Goldson and his first name's Big Connor. So all this. Uh, and, you know, that, that shot uh, where the boy for 20 yards strikes it and it rattles the bar, and he's saying, uh, this boy has a shot on goal, but Jack Butlin's aura makes it deflect up onto the bar, things like that. And sometimes, you know, that, that the point is you make your own luck. Like, see, we, yeah. we, you know, we, you just you go for it. And it was a great game. It was two teams going toe-to-toe, two real good teams. Um, both a bit suspect at the back at times. Both looked good going forward. They, 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 they were a very good team. They looked excellent going forward. You know, yeah. Cut us open at will a few times. Um, but it was a thoroughly enjoyable game of football if you were in neutral, I would imagine. Not so for me. My my blood pressure would have been through the roof. I hadn't, uh, but see what you were saying, Dave, about you know, watching the last 10 or 12 minutes back. That, that's what I said to you earlier, the, the second half. You know, after we get the goal, I don't really think we were in very much danger. Uh, like you, I was screaming at the telly towards the end when Matondo and then later Sima uh, didn't bring the ball down at the corner. But I just, I don't think they looked like scoring again after we got the third goal. And, you know, I, I think that killed their nerve, possibly. That killed their bottle. And... I'm just I'm thankful we hit the bottle to get through it and see it out to the end. Yeah, I'm Dave. Uh, I can, can I come in for a second there? I, yeah, I, can, I, yeah. I, this was a really big game and really good, but I think Dortmund are a class better than this team, and I think that was a far big, bigger result. This, this uh, nerves, this might have been bigger, but I think that Dortmund was a far bigger skull than uh, than this team were. No, no, this team's undefeated at home this season. They drew one yeah, each with Real Madrid at the weekend. We're talking about a few games, Bill. Dortmund are, are, have been Champions Certainly League bigger, winners. Yeah, they've got a bigger pedigree. I don't know about that Dortmund team on the night being better than the Batiste team on the night last night. But uh, I, I don't know that it's necessarily about the opposition. It's about the significance of the result when you consider that most of our team was missing. 14, I think, first-team players without duty injury or whatever. So, you know, like 14 guys that would normally have started or at least been on the bench. We didn't have them available. Uh, you know, you look at the bench that we had last night, it was basically, you know, half of our B team. So that that's why I'm saying that the result ranks right up there. Um, I think you could probably debate the Dortmund point about whether or not they were a better team, but it's, it's more just about the significance and maybe how unexpected the result was as well. When we, when we were in that group, when we were in that group, we were named in the group, everybody was saying, oh, we've got a chance of beating Betis. There was absolutely nobody saying we had a chance of beating Dortmund uh, back, back at that time. So, yeah, I, I just think, I, I mean, I'm not taking away from last night. I think it was a great result. But I just don't think it ranks up there with, uh, with putting Dortmund out. David, I'm going to have to disagree with you for two reasons. Because the Dortmund game was the first leg of a two-leg match. And when that game finished, they were still confident they would go to Ibrox and overturn that, which they ended up not doing. But last night was an absolute must-win game. This was the, we were, and as Bill says, we were down to the bare bones in terms of that performance. I think it was the attitude of our players. I think someone's just mentioned in the comments that this was the last game in, in the group section. There was, there was no recovery from this had it not gone to plan. So for that reason, I th and, and the uh, the squad that we had at our disposal, the, not, the number of injuries that we had, as Bill said, that uh, the attitude of the players last night was, was absolutely fantastic. I think there was more and on the game, totally, 
Dave, further bad news for you. I thought John Lundstrom was immense last night. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Probably the best game I've seen John Lundstrom play last night for me. He was superb. So that the for me means I'm not saying it's a bigger result than Dortmund. I'm just saying that that's that's got to be up there. It's in the, it's in the same bracket as as that result because they uh, they certainly uh, put my gas at a peak because I was going in there last night thinking you know this is this is a tall order you know with the squad that we've got the team that we're putting out you know the manager's only in the door less than two months what are our chances I mean the wee glimmer of hope was that we we did beat them at Ibrox but you're thinking. You know, you look at some of our results, you know, like Sparta Prague and that Aris Limus mob. I mean, someone explained that to me. I just, I'm lost for words. Yeah. But uh, we dug it out. They needed to win. They went there and they won it. And it was the first time we've beaten a Sp- Spanish opposition in the rain midden. So for those reasons, I'm going with it's up there. <clears throat> what do you think? You can, always, you, you can also put a, a call in for beating PSV and Eindhoven. 1-0. Yeah. Or even the, the, the original with Bobby Russell, the, the 3-2, beating them 3-2 in Eindhoven. They'd never been beaten in Eindhoven. I mean, Rangers have had a lot of big, big games, Dave. That, that's, I mean, this this was fresh. It, it's, the, the, your nerves were absolutely hanging in a, a, a coat, a hook, that's for sure. Um, but, I mean, I remember the, the, end, the end of the PSV game two years ago when we, when we won 1-0. I remember I, I was in the stadium and there was a, there was one of these big big TV screens right quite near us and you just watched the seconds ticking away, Dave. You know, you and it, it absolutely took ages and ages and ages for the final whistle. And you don't want to look at that blooming clock, but you you just keep looking up at it and, and then you think I'm there's about you think there's about five yeah you think there's about five minutes gone past and you look and there's about fifteen seconds gone past. You know, it's a uh, it, it, it was a great game, but I think I think we've had um, bigger games. Really, I, I would I would class PSV as a club higher than higher than this as well, higher than Betis as well. Guys, can we He's just um, pause pause for a second to say thank you to Cami who has gifted ten memberships to the Gallant View Rangers podcast to other YouTube viewers. That's really really kind of Cami. So. Let's just say thank you very much for that. Smashing, Cammy. Well done, mate. One of the people, <laughs> as, as we all are. Dave and Bill, just a quick question of both of you. Who was your player of the match last night? For, for us, I mean, I'm not too bothered about them. Who was, who was the best Rangers player on the pitch? Best Rangers player on the pitch? Well, Dave, you, you just mentioned the bad news for me. John Lundstrom. <laughs> John Lundstrom was, uh, was, 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 was was brilliant. He covered every bit of ground. He, made, he did make a few mistakes. He, he wasn't perfect, but uh, he was... Uh, no, he, 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 was, he was the best player in the park. The best Rangers player in the park. I've already said he's, he's, that, that number 22, Isker, or whatever you call him, he was the best player in the park. Um, no, listen, see if Lundstrom played like that every week for the last four years, I wouldn't have a problem with Lundstrom. He hasn't played like that, and that's that. That's where that's where I'm going. If, if Lundstrom plays like that for the rest of the season, I don't know whether I want to make a new contract or not. That that would need to see that, and I certainly wouldn't want to give him a four-year contract. That's for sure. But as you say, his wages, he's on a high, really high wage, and yeah, he's let us down so badly for a lot of times. And I would hope, for, I would hope for better. To be honest with you, I would hope for an upgrade in Lundstrom. Right. Okay. Bill, who was, who was your player in the match last night? I think last night I was saying Lundstrom, but I'm torn between him and Sima, to be honest. I think they both played really well. Uh, and to be honest, like all, all of them to a man, with a, the possible exception of young Mr. Lammers, uh, I think all of them were just absolutely excellent last night. A uh, few mistakes from many of the players, but they, they, they more than gave it their all for me. Uh, if you're forcing me to pick one, I'm probably going to just say Seema edges it because he got the goal as well. Um, you know, when you look at his, his defensive side of the game, he, he just carried that out really well too. So Seema for me, I think. It's just uh, one I, thing in the I mean, I was... Dave. 
just one thing in Lammers. See the see the the the, the we talked about the Matondo moment when he, he had a shot from 35, 40 yards uh, when when he should have taken in the corner. Lammers done the exact same. I did not he shoot shoot with the goal, but mm-hmm. he lost the ball in a stupid area. But turning back, he would have just kept going forward, he would have been probably okay. But he turned back and tried to put the ball backwards and and lost the ball. And <laughs> I was I was up in Aram's there as well, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see. I Sam Lammers, I just don't see what Sam Lord, what yeah. contribution he makes. To be honest, I mean, it's almost like I, I, I don't want to use the term, but I'm going to use it. It's, it's like an empty jersey. You're just you're not getting anything of just the contribution is zero. You know, he gave the ball away. I mean, there's a couple of moments he's passed on, but I just don't think we get we get anything out of Sam Lammers. He's He's vanilla. He's just instantly. He's not vanilla when he's giving the ball away. Then he's he's something else. But which I'll I'll send you with the words that I used later. But uh, I just don't get it with Sam Lammers. But big well, big Phil's sticking by him. I mean, I suppose we are down to the bare bones. Yeah. But I think BBC last uh, last night had Dujon Sterling as as uh, their player of the match, despite only coming on in the second half. And you could see, uh, you know, I. I as Bill said, you know, this guy's playing in, in midfield, you know, for probably what only the second time, second or third time. And and, and he's putting in a performance, you know, we're we're yeah. going to bet us to beat them for our first ever away win in Spain. You know, because obviously we won the Cup on a Scott, but that was a neutral match. This is our first ever away win in Spain. And uh, I thought if Sterling looks apart, I would be surprised if if well I think he probably now has to play in that. Uh, it looks like Sifuentes may have some sort of muscle issue, so I don't know how bad that is, but it looks like Sterling's going to play, but I, I don't think uh, that gives me any concern whatsoever, because I thought uh, well, Dujon Sterling looks looks a good player. Dave, mind uh, well, Sifuentes is, is, yeah, is suspended for the cup game against Aberdeen after having picked up the red card. So I, I think it's Sterling probably regardless. Uh, but I, I like John Sterling. I think he really looks a player. A couple of people or somebody in the comments earlier said something along the lines that he's Bassey Mark II. Uh, you know, and that, that might well be right because the boy is, is a, a natural athlete. You know, he's big, he's strong. I think he's got a bit of pace about him. But there was a lot of talk about Sterling... You know, he, he really, he is a fullback, and there's a lot of talking about, oh, he's not that good going forward. But I, I actually thought there was a game that came off the bench to replace Tavernier. I thought it looked brilliant going forward. And then, you know, the couple of times since then, we've seen him in midfield when he has tried to go forward. He's good on the ball. He's, he can pick a pass, you know. Um, I, I think he's going to be really good. There's a hope that he, he gets more game time. And it's difficult when he plays the same position that your captain plays, and I'm not saying Tav's undroppable or anything like that, but I certainly I don't see Tav being dropped or missing very many games, so it'll be difficult for Sterling to get in in his natural position. But I do hope that we manage to see him a bit more because he's a really exciting player to me. Yeah. Can I say I, something controversial, like Can I say something controversial? I think he's far better than Bassey. I think he's a far better, far better footballer than Bassey. I think he'll he'll, he'll come go far higher than Bassey will. David, that, that's not controversial. That's very encouraging. I sincerely hope you're correct. But I, you can see there's a player in there. So I think we would... Uh, I'm looking forward to this guy getting a wee run out, you know, in our team to see what this boy's made of. We were certainly going to see him on Sunday because I think we've got no one else. I mean, we're hoping to see uh, Todd Cantwell back on Sunday. But I don't know where we are with that wee issue, but uh, moving on to Sunday, obviously we've gone from uh, one huge game. And Dave, you, you and I were on the the Daily News show on Tuesday, Wednesday, and I, I don't know which day it was we mentioned it, but I probably nailed my colours to the mast at that point, saying we would love to win on Thursday, but we absolutely must win on Sunday. So... I'm hoping that the the devil hasn't taken me up in that deal, so that we will actually win both games. But Sunday is massive for us. I mean, we'll get this uh, a trophy at stake here. I think it would just be 
it would just be send a, a, a rush of confidence through this team if we could follow up Thursday's result with a win on Sunday and Philip come on, you know, put so much credit in the bank. I think uh, we could, with the January, January transfer window looming, give us a chance to reset before we go back to the Europa League in March. Hopefully, we, you know, with the, you know, Philip Clement having worked his magic, because I've seen someone post that Philip Clement says he doesn't have a magic wand, but I don't believe him. He does have a magic wand, yeah. so I'm hoping he does have a magic wand, and I'm hoping he's going to be waving that magic wand during January and February, so that when we get back to the Europa League in March with our new signings, that we'll be a, we'll be a horse of a different colour by the time we get back to the Europa League. Because going through last night with the absolute bare bones of a squad, you know, drafting in guys who have played midfield less than two games in his life and, and, and relying on the second half, I think it all goes well. What it does send out, though, I'm, I'm going on and on here, aren't I? but it's the team spirit. And he mentioned it in his post-match press conference that he was complimentary of the guys playing for one another, digging deep, and uh, it was absolute joy to see. And when when I I, I did eventually watch the, the game again, uh, and with a big smile on my face, just with, because obviously I now know the result. But just thinking about Philip Clement's, you know, comments about the team and and, and how he was delighted with them, just by the commitment that he showed, <clears throat> stuck to the task. And hey hey presto, we got rewarded. So I mean that's enough from me, Dave. Sunday, what's uh, what are your expectations for this? I think the the one thing, Dave, that we have I've sort of a, uh, I was going to say Warburton. Clem <laughs> is brought in. That was because I was thinking of Warburton's hat. Can we not can we not change that to Clem On's uh, magic wand uh, <laughs> that, that he's supposed to have? I was thinking. I was the oh, no. I was thinking the the Wizard of Oz actually, but because one of the things he's gave us, Dave, that I think is bravery. I think we're far more brave now than than we were before. But under Beal, we, we we're not frightened to pass the ball forward now. We, they're not frightened to hold the ball now. Unfortunately, Davies yesterday was a bit too with the with the chest and the ball down. And and but um, I think that's the big word. We were just not. You just went under Beal. You just looked, they looked like they were frightened that the ball would come to them, and that's just totally away now. That's just uh, they, they've just. Yeah, got courage from somewhere. As I say, the, the Wizard of Oz, if I only had a heart, and that's where they found that heart. So, but to, to go on to Aberdeen, as you say, it's a, it's a must-win game. Um, we've got the photographer uh, organised, Dave, for for Monday morning to take your photo with the with the cup. So, we've got that. But then I've seen that Aberdeen have got, the, got a full bus, Dave, kitted out <laughs> with, with the League Cup winners. That just wipes off all that stuff on the bus, though. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the metal, metal magnet things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a couple of ma those magic cloths and just wipe that off. Not half an hour will sort the bus. Bill, what do you, what's your <laughs> looking for Sunday? What's your expectation <clears throat> on Sunday? Tell me, we've got to turn them over, haven't we? Yeah, we, we will. We've got to turn them over. Um, Surprisingly, Robson changed, I think, about eight of their players and they got the win against Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, but, you know, that is a good result for them, even in the context of it being essentially a dead robber. It's a good win for them, you know. Eintracht Frankfurt are a good team. We saw that a couple of seasons ago. Uh, so they'll go into this with some confidence, I think, especially after... You know, they've had a couple of decent results against us this season. But I think Clement has been there long enough now. He's watched, he's obviously seen the the defeat to Aberdeen that was Beale's last game. Clement will have watched that back. He'll have watched us drawing with him at Pataudry. He'll be pissed off about that. And he's not going to accept anything less than a win at the weekend. And sometimes I look at Philip Clement when he's like talking to the press or something like that, and he's just got this fucking stare, you know, it's like the eyes go right, they, they penetrate, they go right through you. And I wouldn't like to be on the, the receiving end of that. And I can imagine he pulls no punches whatsoever 
I think he would have gone through those players with the good assaults after that game up at Pataudry. Uh I am anticipating, you know, God, God help them if we don't win uh, this on yeah. Sunday because, um, you know, wh- whatever they got off Clermont after the Tawdry result will be much, much worse if we don't win this cup on Sunday. Um, on a, a personal note, obviously, like, we've, we've not won the League Cup in so long. I'm really desperate to see us win it. And I imagine most other Bears are the same. Uh, so if you're pushing us for a prediction for the game, Dave, I'm yeah. going to say 3 1 to Rangers. And I will also just say that uh, in our group chat last night, before the game against Betis, Colin called 3 1, and I, I put on, no, it's going to be 3 2. And by fact, I wish I put a tenor on that because it's, it's not very often I predict the right score. And the one time I did predict the right score, I didn't have any money on it. Um, but yes, 3 1, I think, to Rangers on Sunday. We'll parade the cup, uh, and then we'll go on win the next few games, and then beat the filth in their own backyard on December the thirtieth as well for good measure. There you go. How's that for our festive confidence? I am loving your confidence, Bill. Just uh, absolutely delighted to hear it. Well done, and uh, I hope you're uh, on a run, something of a run in your predictions because <laughs> I'll, three one will take that all day. Dave, Sunday, how's this going for us? What's your prediction? I'm going to go for four nil. I think, I think we're 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 due them a hammer, and I think it'll come. We're we're, we're right in the goals at the moment, and I think we'll, we'll we'll probably start off with a penalty, Dave. You know that's that that'll get us going. Penalty to Rangers, and uh, Big Tower will, will, will step up. Uh, they've they've got a really good goalkeeper. I must admit that, that, that that's one. They've got a better one, but that that's their goalkeeper is good. Yeah, I think he's a Dutch a Dutch guy, isn't he? It's a the goalkeeper. But, um, Bruce, no, I think uh, Bruce, Bruce or something uh, like that. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's, it's actually if it's R O O S and it's the, the way it'll be pronounced is Rose. So um, no, I think uh, I, I I think we'll win. I think we'd, I, I, but we've we've got to we've got to get right top of them. We've got to push them back, close them down early, and just uh, take over the midfield. Thank you. That, the, the midfield's a big battle, isn't it? That's uh, against Aberdeen, because they'll probably pack them with their midfield. So yeah. getting round that mm-hmm. is, 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 uh, is uh, the, the sort of important thing. Well, Dave, I'm delighted to report that uh, Lodge Park Gardens, you know, have got number one in their their agenda for Saturday night's uh, Lodge meeting is a penalty to Rangers on Sunday. So I think that one <laughs> should be uh, pretty much taken care of. So I'm going to go for 2-0 to uh, the forces of truth and justice one Sunday and I think I just can't see past Abdul Asima the boy is is, is my new hero because uh, because he's, his, his goal scoring knack and, and his uh, just leathering it at first, first uh, touch finish in I think three of his last four goals it's just uh, I think the boy's got it and as an example to you know, defending and just general all round attitude you know, just do not give up and uh, just keep working, working, working. The boys, we, we need to find the money for this guy. I, I, we need, maybe have to just whip that, get the hat out and put it round and find out who's got enough money to get this guy on a permanent deal because the, the danger is that he does too well. But uh, We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We might have to, I mean, hopefully with some of the money that we earned last night, we could uh, set some of that aside to make sure we get this boy permanently. <clears throat> but uh, we're going to leave it there, guys, and let You've got anything else that you kind of want to get off your chest that I've, I haven't brought up? Just one um, thing, Dave. Oh, on you go, Bill. Well, I was only going to say just a thank you to all the listeners and viewers tonight, um, and a big special mention to our old mate Curry, who's now in the comments uh, under the new Stance Vibrox game, which is his podcast. It's available on YouTube as well, so the good of folks would go over there and, and give that a listen because Curry's a big part of this show for a long time and I've, I've got a lot of real affection for him and I saw him in the, the comments giving me some good banter tonight uh, so email away Curry and I'll, I'll wait to hear from you mate and uh, also just to say to the viewers a, a few people were getting it tight because they can't see my face tonight, what's happened is I've put the lamp on behind me thinking oh that'll be bright enough and then the programme started and it wasn't bright enough 
and I'm too fat and lazy to get up and go and turn on the biggest light. So you're not really missing anything by not seeing my face, to be honest, but I'll make sure it's better lit for next time. Thanks, guys. Uh, don't, don't bother, Bill. It's good. It's all right. What that? <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep it that way. Dave, you were going to say? Yeah. Three million pound in the bank from last night. Plus 1.4... Points, what is it you call the points again? What's the word for it? Um, yeah, coefficient points. What's the fact that I must admit, Aberdeen, I think I've got some and, and, and they've got some as well. So it was a good night for Scottish coefficient uh, points. And we've also, with going to, we, now we're going on a run in, in Europe, we're going to earn more than, than they did in the Champions League. So that's another plus point. We'll be coming out with more money. Uh, than them, so I think that's a, that's a big point. And again, thanks for everybody for listening. And don't forget our Patreon website. Just for one pound a month, you can get far more. And there's some great things coming up on it, I believe. Yep. <clears throat> so we're going to leave it there, guys. If that that's it, uh, well, hopefully we'll be, we will be back on Sunday. Hopefully, uh, to pick over the. <clears throat> Another famous win, uh, which we love to see. But, you know, I think it should be a good contest on Sunday. But I'm, I'm really uh, hoping that we can see this through and land that trophy because I think we, uh, for Big Phil, I think to get the first one under his belt would be a, a huge achievement. So we'll see you then. Thanks again for everybody listening and uh, your comments. And as the guys have said, do visit Patreon. The details are in the, in the description. So until then, See you Sunday. We are the people.